Hello everyone. I hope your new year has started off well. My name is Nyla and this is Greener Thoughts. It's the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, proactive ways you can protect our planet and more. This podcast episode is all about crushing the climate crisis in seven impactful ways. Green of Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday. I would love for you to favorite Green of Thoughts, to review Green of Thoughts, and also share Green of Thoughts. All of these things will ensure Green of Thoughts grows. You can reach out or contact Green of Thoughts by sending a voice message to anchor.fm forward slash Green of Thoughts podcast forward slash message, or you can send me an email to greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Alright, let's start off with some episode announcements. The one and only episode announcement is about this special day, which is National Bird Day. That's always going to be on January 5th, and you can go to uh, www.nationalbirdday.com for more information. It was founded all the way back in uh, the year 2002, and it was created by the Avian Welfare Coalition, and their mission is to raise awareness of the hardships and plights Uh, of birds and how to uh, initiate uh, change uh, for better and more sustainable relationships with birds. You may have heard the saying, uh, canary in the coal mine, and uh, it's true, and it uh, was created um, by, um, you know, what birds do, and they are, you know, barometers Uh, for environmental health and for the planet. They're one of the many animals that can sort of tell signs of how the environment is doing just by them being around. So there are many threats um, about uh, birds and bird species. And some of the threats um, I'm going to talk about briefly. So some of the threats um, from birds are that they're involved in illegal trade. So sometimes they're wrapped up in that because people decide to I want to trade uh, different rare and unique uh, bird species when that's not allowed and that's illegal. Uh, disease is also something uh, that's a threat to many birds around the world. Uh, also, habitat loss. Uh, extinction is very much present, especially with endangered species of birds that we have around. Also, uh, bird collisions, um, pesticides, and them uh, eating uh, different fruits or Um, off of uh, animals that happen to um, eat from uh, pesticide-laden crops, those type of things. Uh, Fisheries are also um, a threat uh, when it comes to uh, birds. Uh, Cats um, and them being outside invasive species uh, that are known to attack birds are a threat uh, to bird life. And also uh, climate change. Uh, No one can really escape that, Uh, not even 
um, the um, beings of birds. And then uh, also, last but not least, the uh, lack of available resources uh, to support birds. In other news is the next segment. Um, so I'm going to get started and um, it is just a quick briefing of what's happening in today's world. Um, I think although in the a new upcoming uh, podcast episodes, I'll probably rename um, the segment something else. I'm not really sure, but I think it will be something different um, and just something a little bit more uh, central to the headlines instead of it being in other news. So I'll just uh, think about some details um, of how I want to name it a little bit later, but I'll go ahead and proceed uh, now. So the first headline is all about an amazing event, a popular event you may know about. So the headline reads, the global, the Golden Globes uh, go vegan this year. And you can learn more about it on uh, treehugger.com. So the 77th annual Golden Globes uh, switching things up and they go in vegan style. The uh, Hollywood Foreign Press Association, uh, HFPA, says that this change is to, quote, raise environmental awareness about food consumption and waste, end quote. And so there are a few different uh, things on the menu this year. And, of course, it's all vegan style. So they have the uh, chilled golden beet soup with a chervil and amaranth. It's an appetizer. And then they also have the king oyster mushrooms that are going to look like scallops. And they're going to be served on a wild mushroom risotto with roasted baby uh, purple carrots, uh, Brussels sprouts, and also pea tendrils. And then for dessert, they're going to switch things up and have a vegan opera cake. It's going to be layered with uh, almonds, sponge cake, and it's going to be soaked in coffee syrup. And it's going to be layered with a ganache and coffee buttercream and covered in a chocolate glaze. So there are some celebrities that have uh, really praised this menu and for what it uh, does as far as it's standing up uh, in, this, in the wake of um, environmental awareness and being a teachable moment. Uh, Mark Ruffalo and also Leonardo DiCaprio support uh, this vegan meal and they've done so by expressing their sentiments and uh, their feelings on Twitter. The second headline is all about climate change and also deforestation. So climate change and deforestation could decimate Madagascar's rainforest habitat by 2070. And that story, you can find more about it on ScienceDaily.com in the Science News section. So there was a recent study uh, that was out of the journal Nature Climate Change. And it's from the uh, Graduate Center of SUNY, uh, C-U-N-Y. And it found that if unchanged um, and not, you know, really monitored, uh, the total effects of deforestation and a human-induced climate change will devastate and unfortunately eliminate uh, Madagascar's um, entire eastern forest that they have, their rainforest. 
So um, this will, of course, impact many different things. It will impact plants, uh, mammals, reptiles, and amphibians, and others who call uh, Madagascar home. The third and last uh, headline is about um, anxiety and how it can be uh, decreased um, by just some simple uh, houseplants. So you can uh, put a houseplant on your desk to uh, decrease uh, anxiety significantly. So there were some researchers that went ahead and uh, were doing this study and they revealed a few different things. This uh, study is out of the University of uh, Hyago in uh, Awaji, Japan. And they noticed a few things when it comes to um, having plants. So if you have a small plant in your view, it will actually um, be beneficial in stress-reducing uh, benefits for you, especially if you are an office worker. So if you have um, small plants, it doesn't really matter which kind, on your desk, uh, you'll feel the benefits of having that uh, decreased um, anxiety around you. So it didn't matter the age of the workers either, or like I said, the type of plants, those calming effects were shown and quote, anxiety decreased, decreased significantly, end quote, uh, from before the plants to even post intervention of the plants. And so I'm gonna link the, uh, research link so you can check it out for yourself and see all the benefits there uh, done from that study. All right, so I want to get into the reason for this uh, episode. Uh, for me, it will uh, definitely be um, a part of starting you know, off the new year with some green resolutions. These are definitely some takeaway tips for you. Uh, we're starting off the new year fresh. And so, you know, we've already celebrated um, uh, January 1st when it comes to, you know, New Year's resolutions. And of course, that's also the day when you can uh, create, um, you know, some fresh green uh, New Year's resolutions. You can check those out um, in my directly uh, previous podcast to this one. Um, but, um, there are also, you know, just the focus uh, that we're having now uh, on the planet. These are definitely uh, amazing things that you can do, especially if you're more uh, climate change focused and you want to really, um, you know, put a dent in um, the carbon that you're putting out there. All of these tips are, are definitely going to um, improve um, the carbon um, emissions that you do put out into the environment, meaning that they're going to be lessened, um, if not uh, really, really low. So I want to get into uh, the different types of uh, changes that you can do to go ahead and decrease your uh, greenhouse gas emissions. So the source for uh, this episode's um, news comes from treehugger.com, and I entitled this piece, uh, Doing Your Part to Cut Carbon. It's going to be backed by the center. The center uh, is one of the resources uh, that we're going to use uh, for this episode. So according to the Center for Behavior and the Environment, there are seven um, impactful ways to eliminate some of the effects of climate change. And, you know, most of these can be done by a lot of people. Um, you know, just to give you a quick fact about 
um, you know, the importance of this, the U.S., it emits a lot as far as its carbon, about 6.6 gigatons each year. And that's 15% of global emissions. So uh, the uh, United States, it puts out and produces a lot um, of energy and puts out a lot of carbon into the atmosphere. Um, Along uh, with some of these tips, uh, what's also recommended is uh, having strong climate change um, and climate-focused policies uh, to also go ahead and reduce um, emissions. So these actions, you know, when taken voluntarily, you know, at will, um, they'll be most beneficial to individuals and people who have households or people who live in places, um, you know, these can lead to you having some of the best um, total emissions reduction. So all of these tips will lead to having the biggest um, impact when it comes to uh, your emissions. So for you, for the year. Um, and, you know, this happens even if policy uh, wasn't in place before. You know, if policy, if laws aren't catching up uh, to the people, you could still do these actions and they will still make very much um, a heavy impact. Um, and even if, you know, 10% of the U.S. Uh, population just made some of these changes, uh, overall, it would uh, just be a decrease in the total uh, domestic emissions for the country uh, by 8% in the next uh, six years, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it is a start. I want to start with the first action that you can do. Uh, the first is to purchase an electric vehicle. I've talked on this uh, before. I will definitely make it my mission to uh, within very soon, I want to say within the next uh, few years, and I said that I would let you all know when um, I actually Uh, buy uh, my new um, electric vehicle. Now, it doesn't have to be brand spanking new. It could be, you know, slightly used. It could be pre-owned car, whatever it is. This is uh, the step here is just purchase an electric vehicle. So, you know, you could be, you know, buying um, with your electric vehicle. It does a lot. And you could also um, decarbonize uh, you're part of the energy grid. Uh, that's also an important way to reduce um, your your um, your passenger vehicle emissions. So, when it comes to decarbonization, you're not putting carbon into the atmosphere because you have that electric vehicle. You know, many electric vehicles aren't you know gas powered; they're battery powered. So they're not having that impact uh, emissions wise that many uh, petrochemical, uh, many gas powered uh, vehicles have. Um, and next, the second uh, way to go ahead and eliminate and reduce those carbon emissions is to reduce your air travel. So um, the climate impact of air travel is severe. And from the report, it's a factor of six um, to 47 times higher than the impact of car travel. So air travel is immensely uh, more intensive as far as its uh, impact of uh, uh, carbon emissions, like carbon dioxide in the air. And um, as far as emissions, they don't just include, you know, the carbon dioxide, you know, that's present. It also includes water vapor and nitrogen oxide. These are some of the warming effects in um, gases also. So for you, um, what's important is to, you know, find 
better alternatives to air travel. Um, when it comes to um, this one organization, which is really big, they're international. Um, they're called the International Civil Aviation Organization, or uh, ICAO. Uh, their aim should be to increase better fuel and flight efficiency, even if it is done. Um, for that organization, they're trying to do things differently and, and be carbon neutral by 2020, but that's you know just truly not enough. There should be, you know, just a better, um, more efficient demand for less emissions period from air travel. So that that should be the goal now. Um, The goal should be to decrease uh, air travel and if need be, you know, make it efficient as possible um, and and less um, taxing uh, on our airspace. Number three tip uh, and step is to eat a plant-based or plant-rich diet. So both are fine. For um, for U.S. residents, for those who live um, in the U.S., uh, we consume a ton of um, uh, beef as a whole, meat as a whole. We consume almost four times the beef per capita as the uh, global average. So um, per capita just means for each person. Um, when it comes to beef, beef, as we've all known and heard, maybe in food documentaries, science documentaries, um, it's one of the most intensive um, greenhouse gas emitting types of protein out there on the planet. So we kind of can't escape that. We all hear some of the most um, horrific stats about beef. Now, as far as um, comparing beef to um what vegetarians and vegans do, their numbers haven't really changed in the last two decades. Their, their, their scale doesn't really compare to the amount of people who are eating beef. So you may be thinking, what's the solution? So it's simply to either eat less b- beef, eat less meat as a whole, whether that's uh, sheep or goat or whatever type of meat, uh, all these things. Um, it's important to eat less, if not any, not any of that type of meat um, at the present right now. And that's the aim so you can reduce uh, those carbon emissions because of uh, meat uh, being produced and eaten. Number four tip is to offset your carbon. Now, I've talked on a few different previous podcast episodes about um, how to offset your carbon, and there's a few different organizations around the world that are good at doing that, and it can definitely help you. Um, so when it comes to uh, offsetting your carbon, you can opt to buy um, third-party verified carbon credits to offset that. And these do two uh, important and special things. One of them is that they can help offset your carbon footprint by paying the reduction or sequestration um, of your greenhouse gases um, and it'll uh, impact another part of the global economy. And then the second thing is that as an individual um, with your offsetting, it means that there's an overall decrease in the net global emissions of the world as a whole. So you can do uh, a much with those important um, things about uh, carbon offsetting. In the U.S., um, it's not as popular to you know do carbon offsetting. 
I'm about 1 in 10 currently practice carbon offsetting, so there's definitely a need for it to be to be done um, in the U.S. Um, I'm not sure how it varies abroad, but in the U.S. we could definitely uh, do more with carbon offsetting. For number five tip, this is where you can reduce your food waste. So you all know um, and I'm an avid composter. I love composting. I've been doing so since 2012 and it's like second nature to me. I couldn't do without it. Um, but for a lot of people, um, even worldwide, you know, food is wasted and it's really unfortunate. Um, about 33% of food is um, wasted before um, it even hits your plate. So even as it's produced, it is wasted. Whether it's from uh, the farm field or um, it's in the, the state of being transported, uh, the food, or whether it's grocers that are picking apart and picking their pristine food uh, to sell and they're disregarding the uglies, um, or either you know it's in the packaging uh, food waste part of it, or even the water waste. Um, there's just so much of a problem here when it comes to food waste as a whole. And in, in, and in the U.S., food waste is estimated um, at a big number. It's estimated at about 400 pounds per person. That's the size of a morbidly obese person, uh, the weight of the uh, food waste per person in the U.S., which is monstrous. So what should be the solution? A few things. Uh, one of them is reducing your household food waste and also increasing uh, composting. Number six uh, thing to reduce your carbon emissions is to tend to a carbon sequestering uh, soil. Now this is mainly for the farmers out there, those who are gardeners who grow their own crops, uh, work with their hands and can grow uh, different foods. So this is a really great because it has a high um, emissions reduction potential. This is amazing because our soils, our trees, they kind of thrive off of carbon. And so the focus here is to appeal, you know, mainly to growers, people who work intensively uh, with the soil. This would be uh, most beneficial for them uh, because they'll work with a soil on a grand scale uh, and that uh, carbon uh, within the soil will help uh, nurture the soil to help uh, make it uh, better and efficient to feed it and uh, it's better for uh, farmers uh, to get on board and to have that nourishing s uh, soil uh, with that carbon input. And uh, last but not least, number seven uh, tip and step is to purchase uh, green energy. So whether it's um, your um, solar energy, wind energy types of uh, mechanisms, this is the energy to go ahead and uh, shoot for. So in 2018, 60% um, of electricity that was made in the U.S., um, it actually came from fossil fuels. So, you know, just your uh, natural gas and coal. Uh, not so good stats. So currently there's tons of different options uh, for um, a renewable energy. And when it comes to things like rooftop um, solar panels, which have gained some popularity in the U.S., um, the, the prices for them have actually dropped 70%. 
since 2010. So there is demand uh, to meet uh, the growing, ever-growing um, influx of people who are getting on board with a solar panel. So the time to act um, and get those solar panels is now. So you can definitely jump on board. Um, if you're, you know, maybe in the U.S. and haven't uh, gotten on board now, maybe you've seen your neighbors, um, you know, have their own uh, solar panels or you've done your research and really think it's a good and viable option, a better alternative, a renewable uh, energy um, system that you can get on board with, I definitely urge you to go ahead and invest and I'll have those uh, solar panels if you so choose. So I want to start off with uh, talking about the electric vehicle. Um, I think that there are tons of different perks with the electric vehicle, the EV. Um, there seems to be really great um, mileage for uh, those who are concerned with a miles per gallon. Also the fact that it's no gas. Um, it's just that uh, rechargeable nature of the battery. Um, also, it's a great on mileage, you know, depending on the uh, maker and the model uh, car that you have. Uh, variable prices seems to be another benefit, the fourth benefit, um, because there's so many different price ranges uh, for, for vehicles, period, um, but for renewable, um, for um, electric vehicles, there seems to be also a ton of different price ranges so that it's accessible to almost anyone. Um, and then another thing, another perk, I think, of electric vehicles is that they're becoming popular um, and they're becoming um, readily, you know, seen. And that's a good thing. If something's popular, it's ready to, you know, be able to catch on. All the kinks have gotten out of it. So that's a really positive, um, I think, perk and um, pro of electric vehicles. Another thing. Um, I think is a perk or a um, really good thing about electric vehicles is that it's more uh, feasible to have one instead of it just being a dream. Like we maybe thought 10, 15 years ago um, that it wasn't able to be something um, that's attainable, electric vehicles, but it is. And there's so many different types, you know, the a Toyota Prius, the BMW uh, types of electric vehicles, uh, Ford has their electric vehicles, um, there's tons. Um, Nissan has their uh, Nissan Leaf. There are different um, models um, that, uh, you know, have come into existence. And it's amazing what growth has, has been going on. Um, in the uh, electric vehicle, the EV field. So I'm really excited for the future of electric vehicles and to, of course, buy my own uh, one day in a few years. Um, next, with air travel, I want you to ask yourself, you know, how often you fly? You know, do you fly weekly for uh, business events or um, events for pleasure or for entertainment? Do you fly monthly? Um, do you happen to, you know, fly first class or business class? Um, and also yearly. If every year do you happen to fly somewhere? That's not as bad, but for those who travel more often every month or even weekly, like how are you um, able to switch up your travel plans so that you can 
uh, either get to your destination another way. For example, um, could a portion of your trip, could you uh, be on, your, on a train and then maybe carpool to your destination? Or could you be on a boat or um, something like that and then the rest of the way uh, you could maybe get into an electric vehicle rental or something of that sort. You can switch up your modes of transportation and make the most out of them. It could be even less cheaper. It could be cheaper uh, to do that as well. So the, the point here with air travel is to you know plan ahead, plan accordingly. Um, it's not always about the most easiest, less time-consuming option. Sometimes the more thought-out plan um, can also get you there and it'll be uh, cheaper and less intensive uh, on the environment when it comes to carbon emissions output. Um, next, I want to talk about um, eating plants and um, that I think they're amazing. Um, there are some people who don't really eat tons of veggies and fruits, but um, I think making the most out of um plants and fruits is a, a beautiful thing. You know, you can, you know, definitely take a meat break. You can, you know, not eat a meat for, you know, some time, maybe have a fast uh, for a few days, if so, and, and cleanse yourself. Um, I, I noticed that uh, eating uh, yogurts and uh, things like that, uh, like Chobani, for example, one of my, my favorite uh, yogurt, I think, uh, for me, um, it cleans me out, and I'm I'm glad uh, even with my uh, work traveling, you know, able to have it for breakfast and a hearty breakfast at that. Uh, it really sets me sets me up right. Um, you know, um, eating meat can definitely you know bog you down. It's harder to um, get that waste out of you. Um, so you know, eating things and mixing up is better. And it's better for your digestion, your health. Um, you can maybe veg out and just have a veggie day. Um, that's also simple. Um, also, uh, doing salads is wonderful. You know, having a salad for your lunch, um, you know, chewing on some snacks, some carrot sticks, some broccoli, you know, it's perfect. You know, easy, you know, bite-sized uh, foods to eat. Uh, and I want to talk about uh, one of my uh, recent uh, salad escapades. Um, from traveling uh, with work and everything, I've been able to uh, buy essential food items I need and I've been able to make um, wonderful salads with this salad uh, starter kit and it's great. It has the little um, avocado uh, ranch mix sauce in there, the salad dressing and the, um, the dried uh, corn and some cheese in there. Uh, also, I put some guacamole on uh, my salads and it is wonderful. I, I couldn't ask for anything more when it comes to my salads. I have some pico de gallo. It's heavenly. Um, if I could eat like this all the time, I would. I just had to share my little mini recipe with you all. It's just it's just heavenly and it feels so good. You know, just having that those green, uh, nutritious um, foods in me. And I love guacamole. It's just the favoriteest. Um, thing I have when it comes to snacks or just as a meal period. Um, I just love uh, eating healthy. So um, being able to incorporate plants uh, in your diet and eating those is essential. It's essential to health, wellness. Um, and it can really, you know, switch things up for you 
um, that you wouldn't have, you know, known before, um, you know, just eating your um, meat uh, several times a week. Um, when it comes to offsetting carbon, uh, there are um, some really great things that you can do um, if you, you know, expend a lot as far as carbon in in your daily life or, you know, several times a year. If you if you want to um, do a lot of carbon intensive things, carbon offsetting is perfect for you. Uh, even annually, if you want to do it at the end of the year after all of your um, actions or, or things that you bought or places you've been to or, um, you know, things that you've uh, acquired over the year, uh, carbon offsetting could be perfect uh, for you. Um, and, you know, you can keep track of your, you know, carbon blenders, your purchases and, and everything else, and you can buy for yourself those carbon credits. So it's, I think, the perfect thing um, just to green your New Year's resolution list. And it's something that will definitely um, improve over the years as you get better and better with um, not expelling so much carbon into the atmosphere, uh, then you'll you know decrease your amount of carbon um, offsets you have to purchase, those credits you have to purchase. So it gets better with time. Uh, next, uh, I want to talk about reducing food waste. Um, for food waste, I think one of the big things is either prepping your meals or um, you know questioning you know, how often you randomly um, just decide to eat somewhere that you hadn't had before. You know, if you're one who loves routine, you know, coming to your food and knowing, you know, how much is going to be um, in front of your plate, how much you're going to buy, where it's going to go, all these things, versus someone who doesn't do that and has random food choices, you know, you're going to make different choices when it comes to what happens to your food after it's done. Are you going to stick it into the microwave? Or are you going to throw it with the uh, rest of your disposable takeout because you don't know where it's going to go or you're not satisfied with your food? You know, you have to determine, uh, you know, how little or how much waste goes out into the garbage. You know, where it goes, if, it, if it's going in your refrigerator, uh, if you're going to eat all your food, um, and then the packaging with your uh, food. Um, do you take your lunch for... Um, events or for work or just because um, or do you you know go to takeout spots where they have styrofoam containers or where they have maybe paper or bamboo or um, other types of uh, compostable or recyclable options for um, your your packaging for your food you know these are things to ask yourself if you're going to places where they they have styrofoam containers you know, opt to go somewhere else or kindly ask the uh, restaurant owner or staff if they have different, better, eco-friendly options. These are things to change um, so that you can reduce um, food waste, but also the uh, packaging that's sometimes associated uh, with uh, food waste. And these things can, of course, uh, reduce your overall food waste uh, footprint. Uh, lastly, I also want to talk about uh, carbon sequestering and also uh, purchasing of uh, green energy. So with carbon sequestering, um, like I said, it's mostly for those who are farmers, for who are, who are growers. Um, so, you know, putting carbon into the roots where trees thrive and soil 
Um, it's going to have them uh, feed off of it, which is what they naturally are supposed to do. The microbes, organisms in the uh, soils and the dirt that we have around the world. Um, carbon sequestering is a beautiful thing. Um, so having that soil go ahead and, and feed off of that carbon is amazing. Now, lastly, I want to talk about uh, purchasing a green energy. So whether it comes from uh, wind turbines or solar panels that we talked about earlier in the news portion or uh, geothermal energy, uh, hydro, electric power um, from you know, water energy, just any other type of energy, um, the, the, the powerful point here is to get that uh, green energy, whether you, um, you know, are foreign to it and don't really know too much about it, you can research um, about it. I've also have um, some podcast episodes I've talked on um, different types of renewable energy. So there's definitely some uh, information packed in them that you can listen to as well and you can also do research a bit uh, on your own for some um, you know confirmation of what works for you you know maybe your availability um, of where you can get uh, some of these renewable um, energies done there are some resources I will talk about uh, as far as uh, renewable energy and more in the Mother Earth Minutes Do you love Greener Thoughts? Supporting Greener Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes, future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. I greatly appreciate and love all the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in the show notes of this episode is the direct support link for Greener Thoughts. The Mother Earth Minutes is where we review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue in the episode and also save Mother Earth. The message for this episode is a quick fact from FactRetriever.com. There is more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere now than there has been in the last 800,000 years. So knowing that fact and also knowing what we've talked about in the episode, there are some pretty um, also um, more extensive, I think, tips that you can learn a bit more about, uh, specifically information and a few different resources. So the first uh, tip um, that we learned about was purchasing an electric vehicle. Um, I talked extensively um, about electric vehicles and I have tons of resources about them um, in this uh, past uh, podcast episode that I did back in April 2019. And it's called Saving Some Green EVs Could Cost Compete Conventional Cars in Only Three Years plus last day of first giveaway. Um, that giveaway has since closed. So again, if you would love to learn a little bit more information about um, green EVs, uh, EVs, electric vehicles, then uh, that is the podcast to go ahead and check out. 
Number two, when it comes to reducing air travel, that's pretty self-explanatory because you can, like I said, opt for different methods of transportation to go ahead and take so that you can kind of offset your travel and it can be definitely less expensive. It could really uh, shape how your travel route is. Um, you know, you may find some un- unexpected jewels and gems just by traveling a different route. Uh, so by, you know, train up to a certain point and maybe carpooling or uh, going by boat someplace and then uh, walking or maybe uh, traveling a carpool there or just a mix and match of different types of transportation methods versus uh, air travel, especially if you do it frequently. Number three uh, is eating a plant-rich diet, which we, which we've learned about. Um, it is getting those fruits and vegetables in there, um, and definitely uh, laying off the meat of all types, uh, keeping it you know really low. You know, generally meat is supposed to be um, uh, less than twenty or ten percent of our diet anyway. For those who don't eat uh, meat, wonderful. And all the vegans and vegetarians who listen, I'm so proud of you. For uh, those who, you know, may not um, be on the meatless train, you know, starting off small is optimal. This is the first, uh, st- this is the first step and, you know, living well, you know, getting that plant-rich diet uh, together. And so you can definitely start something um, really small, like, you know, eating an apple a day, um, eating your uh, salads um, and fixing a big one that will stretch the whole week. Um, or um, laying off, um, you know, some of your um, casual types of takeout dinners and opting for something smaller, like a side salad. Uh, number four is uh, we've learned is the carbon uh, offsetting. So the offsetting of carbon. There's a few different sites um, I've talked about as far as carbon offsetting in the past, um, but I'm gonna name um, about five, which I think are really uh, splendid. And they're international types of carbon offsetting uh, organizations. So um, you can go to www.cooleffect.org. They're really notable um, type of carbon offsetting organization. And then there's Cloverly. That's www.cloverly.com. That's C-L-O-V-E-R-L-Y.com. Next is TerraPass. That's at www.terrapass.com, T-E-R-R-A-P-A-S-S. And next is climatecare.org. And their website is www.climatecare.org. Next is carbonfund.org. That's the last one at www.carbonfund.org. Number fifth step is in reducing your food waste. Um, Here you can, of course, compost, compost, compost. Um, Also eliminate plastic waste where you see it. Also eliminating, you know, the styrofoams that is is not uh, in um, your uh, food waste uh, disposal process at all. Uh, You're eliminating it at the source. So opt for unpackaged fruit. Um, raw vegetables when you can Um, and even if you can't there are some of the um, uh, fruits and vegetables that happen to be in containers Uh, sometimes those are recyclable you can either opt for those but uh, 
It's most ideally to get unpackaged um, fruits and vegetables where you shop. Number six uh, step is uh, in the use of carbon sequestered soil. Uh, look for uh, items that are soil friendly. So you can ask your local farmers if you do happen to shop um, locally, uh, if they are soil friendly and use that method. And number seven, the last one is about purchasing green energy. I talked extensively about um, about 50 types of uh, companies worldwide that are doing amazing thing, things when it comes to um, renewable um, energy, the green energy, and I talked about it in my uh, country's climate change and comparisons world renewable energy most benefits countries with high co2 levels that was episode 107 and i uh, listed 50 companies worldwide that are um, renewable energy companies so i will go ahead and link uh, that a website that i talked about and you can go ahead and check out that podcast episode for more fact of the day is that over 100 residents of Tagua Island in the Pacific Ocean were evacuated due to the rising sea levels and subsequent flooding. They were the first forced relocation due to global warming. That fact was sourced from factretriever.com. Greener Thoughts wants to hear your story. You can self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and protects the environment. If you volunteer in or work in an environmental company, either way, let Greener Thoughts know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please send me a voice message. Just click on the third lower link in the show notes. So we've come to the Eco Company Spotlight. It's one of my favorite times within the Green of Thoughts program. And I just want to say, if you would love for me uh, to review your environmentally related product or service, you can let me know about it by voice message or email. Uh, I would love to do so. I've been reviewing uh, tons of different eco companies for a while now, since February 2019. I've been having so much fun. All these companies I know, love, and trust. I buy from, invest my time and money in them. They're amazing. And I just want to share with you one of my favorites. So I want to share with you the company called Method. Method is the soap and cleaning brand you should not go without. Method began in 2000 and is the eco-friendly, brightly colored, cool soap that would clean your dirt and grime effortlessly. Method is the public benefit corporation, making sure its uh, corporate governance matches the highest standard of social and environmental ethics. Method is iconic and stand out with its unique teardrop bottle and impresses Uh, mainly with its awards and also its amazing achievements. One example is its LEED, L-E-E-D, 
uh, Platinum Certified Soap Factory in Chicago, Illinois. Method is a certified B corporation. So when it comes to its commitment to sustainability, it does a lot. So other than its smell good, safe, and organic and naturally derived product ingredients, a method does more uh, even in its office. So it has its uh, San Francisco office that it has, and it retrofitted itself um, from uh, the old uh, to the new with uh, using 96% of the materials uh, that were either uh, reused uh, and renewed in some sort, um, and just reused purposefully or recycled. Uh, and then they also have uh, recyclable carpet tiling uh, that they have. And also um, they've used a low VOC paints, so volatile organic compounds uh, for their office space. And they also fully recycle and compost uh, in that office. For more uh, on their methods, you can check out their website, methodhome.com forward slash and then beyond dash the dash bottle forward slash ingredients forward slash. Now, as far as their product selection, they have tons of different products. They have their iconic hand soaps, their all-purpose sprays, laundry detergent, bar soap, body wash, dish soap, dishwasher type of soaps. They also have their special product collections and more. To contact Method, you can just click uh, Contact Us under the About Us section at the bottom of their website uh, webpage. And uh, I want to talk about my experience of Method. Now, I love Method and I have a ton of different products that I've used from them well, throughout the years. Uh, many times buying them, you know, once and twice and thrice over. Um, they're all-purpose cleaner. I love it. All their products smell fresh, um, so you can't, uh, you know, really go uh, sour with something that smells fresh. It's amazing what it does. Um, their bathroom cleaner it lasts a long time. You know, just a few sprays and you're good to go. Um, their heavy-duty degreaser, I do uh, love it. I love the packaging as well. Uh, very uh, great with its cleaning power. Um, for its uh, hand washes, I love the fruity type of scented uh, hand washes that they have, um, just for me personally. Um, and I also love their uh, kitchen gel hand wash. I've tried that. I do love the the orange um, one. Very clear, um, very great ingredients. I love it. I also love their gel refills. Those things will last you months on end if you take care of your washes um, and you have and reuse your um, those iconic uh, teardrop uh, bottle uh, packages that they have and you're great to go. Just refill with those uh, gel uh, refills and they will last months if not maybe a year or two. Now when it comes to the uh, naturally derived uh, refreshing body wash, um, I have uh, used the one in Mango and it lasts a while. Uh, Great packaging, especially with all their packaging being recyclable and recycled. Um, And I also love uh, the detergent pour. Um, I have the scent in uh, Ginger Mango. Um, It is lasting, so it, it has I think 66 
loads um, it, for its use and that really stretches a while. So if you're one to do uh, maybe a load a week and it's 52 weeks in the year, you know that bottle can you know really last you a little bit over a year. Uh, next, I want to talk about the stain remover. I have used that, but I haven't really found it too much um, in Target stores because that's mainly where um, that's mainly one of the places that Method products can be found. Um, I also love the detergent um, that they have, the pump in uh, Free and Clear. And when I bought it the first time, it lasted me like two years or so, which is amazing um, because it's in a pump form. So all you need is just one or two pumps, and you're good. Uh, lastly, I want to talk about the limited edition soap um, from their minted uh, collection and collaboration that they that they have going on, and they partnered they partnered up with them, and it's truly heavenly. Uh, for me, uh, it's amazing the scent quality uh, and the cleaning power uh, of those uh, soaps, and you can get it, and it's available uh, I think exclusively at Target. And I fell in love with uh, Ocean Drift. Ocean Drift is amazing. The scent, its it smells like a man. Like, uh, just, it smells like something that you could maybe buy for, you know, your, your bae or your boyfriend, whomever, the man in your life. They need this soap. And you need this soap. And you, you need them to need this soap. Uh, it's just the type of soap that if you get it once, you'll definitely be buying it again. It's a repurchase type of item. And I would dare say that it's a requirement, um, you know, when it comes to uh, bathroom needs and hand washing. It's amazing if you're missing your boo, your bae, um, your boyfriend, whomever, and you want to have something to remind, uh, be remembered of, um, of them, and you want something to, you know, be thinking of um, them whenever you smell it. This is the soap to have. And I, I, I bet you that they will love you for it more uh, if you buy uh, that hand soap for them. If you buy the Ocean Drift soap, they will not regret it and you won't regret it. Uh, so definitely pick up that uh, Ocean Drift soap. You will love it. A method can be found online at uh, www.methodhome.com, also amazon.com, ebay.com, also uh, grove.co. Uh, also, you can find it uh, at uh, uh, Home Depot, also Kroger, Lowe's, Staples, Walgreens, and other stores online and in stores across the country and world where available. Method is on the following social media platforms of Facebook at uh, Method Home. They're on Instagram at Method Home, all lowercase, all one word. They're on LinkedIn at Method Products PBC. They're on Pinterest at Method and they're on Twitter at Method. And they're also on YouTube at Method Home. To contact Method, you can just go to uh, contact us under the about section at the bottom of their web page uh, to go ahead and contact them. So you can do so whether you're in the US or Canada, Europe, Australia, uh, or also in the Pacific. All right, thank you for listening. 
And I hope that you can go ahead and share this uh, episode, especially if these tips uh, seem really easy to do. Um, I urge you to share uh, this episode with five people that you know. Um, They would definitely go ahead and uh, take heed to these tips, especially if they're into uh, reducing their uh, climate change uh, type of footprint and the carbon emissions. Uh, This is an early start to do so. You know, you can share this with someone, especially if they're fascinated with facts and didn't know some of the information I presented uh, in the news uh, piece. So, you know, these are definitely some uh, important uh, reasons why you can, you know, share this uh, episode with them. And also, if you or them are looking for a new soap, then uh, you can definitely go ahead and try Method in their products. So I want to thank you so much for uh, listening in again. Uh, Until next time, you all be well and have fun until the next uh, podcast episode coming up soon. So you all take care. Bye.